Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our daily reading conference call on A Course in Miracles, Original Edition. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles, Original Edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over the link at top for the original edition, you will see the link to read ACIMOE. <coughs> On that same drop-down menu, there is a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email sent to you by the Course in Miracles. Society, which contains both the workbook lesson and the text reading for the day. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today, we are continuing our reading in the first section of the first chapter, Principles of Miracle, and we'll be reading paragraphs uh, 25 through 38. I'm confusing myself here. And um, our lesson for the day is lesson three, which is. I do not understand anything I see. At the top of the hour, we pause for remembrance of our lessons for the day. That's three. And um, right now, we are asking for volunteers every day for someone Lead that of lesson three by reading the summary that is in lesson the first review lesson fifty one. Let me ask you, Lori. Do you have an opening for us this morning? I do. Good morning. It's a, a poem from Shailen Harkin in her book, Susceptible to Light, called Leave Your Shoes. <laughs> Leave your shoes and your old concepts of God at the door. Hang your heavy identities on the coat rack. You simply don't need those things in here. It's much too warm in this house for all the facade you've been bundling up in. If you come with pain, let's use it to light a fire in this old hearth. Sharing this flame puts it in its rightful place where our humanity can gather around it together and sing. Leave your shoes and your old concepts of God at the door and let's see what wonders emerge when we let our souls and our feet free to finally begin to dance. Leave your old concepts at the door because I do not understand anything I see. Amen. 
Wow. Wonderful. So great, Lori. Wow. Thank you. And thank you. Mm. Yeah, my privilege. Thank you, Lori. Okay, with us, excuse me, with us in reading this morning, I have Lori, Donna, Robin Marie, Jessica, Diana, and Sandra. Uh, If I'm listening, I have uh, Patricia and Micah. Is there anyone else who's joined us who would like to, you know, to say good morning or join the reading list or any corrections I need to make. Good morning. Good morning, Lemoyne. This is Lana. I can read this morning. Thank you, Lana. Good morning. It's Karen. I can read. Morning, Karen. Okay. All right, I wanted to I want to get it started today. I'm going to back up uh, one principle, start with 22 and read through 25. Um, and we are basically in reading paragraphs 25 through 38. We'll be reading uh, uh, miracle principles 23 through 28 to try and help with the double set of numbers there at the beginning of each paragraph. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so, so print miracle principle number, and that's 20, 22. Miracles are associated with fear only because of the fallacious belief that darkness can hide. Man believes that what he cannot see does not exist and his physical eyes cannot see in the dark. This is a very primitive solution and has led to a denial of the spiritual eye. The escape from darkness involves two stages. A, the recognition that darkness cannot hide. This step usually entails fear and B. The recognition there is nothing you want to hide, even if you could. This state, this step bring escape from fear. Okay, miracle twenty three. Miracles rearrange perception and place the levels of perception true perspective. This heals at all levels because sickness comes from confusing the level. And Lori? Five, Miracle Principle 23. Miracles rearrange perception and place the levels of perception in true perspective. 
This heals at all levels because sickness comes from confusing the levels. Paragraph 26, when you've become willing to hide nothing, you will not only be willing to enter into communion, but will also understand peace and joy. Your commitment is not yet total, and that is why you still have more to learn than to teach. When your equilibrium stabilizes, you will be able to teach as much as you learn, which will give you a proper balance. Meanwhile, remember that no effort is wasted, for unless you remember this, you cannot avail yourselves of my efforts, which are limitless. Only eternity is real. Why not use the illusion of time constructively? Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Lori. And Donna. How, do I read 23? Um, Is that... you, okay. Uh, you, how about 25 through 27? <clears throat> On the paragraph okay. number. Okay. Paragraph 25, Miracle 23. Miracles rearrange perception and place the levels of perception in true perspective. This heals all levels. This heals all levels because sickness comes from confusing the levels. 26. When you have become willing to hide nothing, you will not only be willing to enter into communion, but will also understand peace and joy. Your commitment is not yet total. And that is why you still have more to learn than to teach. When your equilibrium stabilizes, you will be able to teach as much as you learn, which will give you the proper balance. Meanwhile, remember that no effort is wasted, for unless you remember this, you cannot avail yourself of my efforts, which are limitless. Only eternity is real. Why not use the illusion of time constructively? 27. Miracle 24. Miracles enable man to heal the sick and raise the dead because he made sickness and death himself and can abolish both. You are a miracle capable of creating in the likeness of your creator. Everything else is only your own nightmare and does not exist. Only the creations of light are real. Thank you, Donna. And Robin Marie, would you read 2728? Miracles enable man to heal the sick and raise the dead because he made sickness and death himself, and can abolish both. You are a miracle capable of creating in the likeness of your creator. Everything else is only your own nightmare and does not exist. Only only the creations of light are real. 
Miracles are part of an interlocking chain of forgiveness, which when completed is the atonement. This process works all the time and in all the dimensions of time. Thank you, Robin Marie. And Jessica. Um, Miracle Principle 25, Paragraph 28. Miracles are part of an interlocking chain of forgiveness, which, when completed, is the atonement. This process works all the time and in all the dimensions of time. 29. I am in charge of the process of atonement which I undertook to begin. When you offer a miracle unto any of my brothers, you do it unto yourself and me. The reason you come before me is that I do not need miracles for my own atonement, but I stand at the end in case you fail temporarily. The purpose of my part in the atonement is the canceling out of all lacks of love which men could not otherwise correct. The word, quote, sin should be changed to, quote, lack of love because, quote, sin is a man-made word with threat connotations which he made up himself. No real threat is involved anywhere. Nothing is gained by frightening yourself, and it is very destructive to do so. Thank you, Jessica. And Diana. Diana, can you read paragraphs 29 and 30? Thank you. Yes. I am, uh, paragraph 29, I am in charge of the process of atonement, which I undertook to begin. When you offer a miracle unto any of my brothers, you do it unto yourself and me. The reason you come before me is that I do not need miracles for my own atonement but I stand at the end in case you fail temporarily. The purpose of my part in the atonement is the canceling out of all lacks of love which men um, could not otherwise correct. The word sin should be changed to lack of love because, quote, sin, unquote, is man-made word with threat connotations which he made up himself. No real threat is involved anywhere. Nothing is gained by frightening yourself. And it is very destructive to do so. Um, um, 2630. Miracles represent freedom from fear. Quote, atoning, unquote, means, quote, undoing doing, unquote. The undoing of fear is an essential part of the atonement value of miracles. Thank you. Thank you, Diana. And Sandra. Mm -hmm. 
30. Miracles represent freedom from fear. Atoning really means undoing. The undoing of fear is an essential part of the atonement value of miracles. 31. The purpose of the atonement is to restore everything to you, or rather to restore it to your awareness. You were given everything when you were created, just as everyone was. When you have been restored to the recognition of your original state, you naturally become part of the atonement yourself. As you share my inability to tolerate lack of love in yourself and others, you must join the great crusade to correct it. The slogans for the crusade is, listen, learn, and do. Listen to my voice, learn to undo error, and do something to correct it. First two are not enough. The real members of my party are active workers. Thank you, Sandra and Lana. Okay. Um, 31, paragraph 31. The purpose of the atonement is to restore everything to you, or rather, to restore it to your awareness. You were given everything when you were created, just as everyone was. When you have been restored to the recognition of your original state, you naturally become part of the atonement yourself. As you share my inability to tolerate lack of love in yourself and others, you must join the great crusade to correct it. The slogan for the great crusade is, in quotes, listen, learn, and do. Unquote. Listen to my voice, learn to undo error, and do something to correct it. The first two are not enough. The real members of my party are active workers. 32. The power to work miracles belongs to you. I will provide the opportunities to do them but you must be ready and willing since you are already able. Doing them will bring conviction in the ability since conviction really comes through accomplishment. The ability is the potential. The achievement is, is its expression and the atonement is the purpose. Thank you, Lana. And Karen. 32. The power to work miracles belongs to you. I will provide the opportunity to do them, but you must be ready and willing since you are already able. Doing them will bring conviction in the ability since conviction really comes through accomplishment. The ability is the potential, the achievement is, is, is its expression, and the atonement is the purpose. 
Paragraph 33, a miracle is a universal blessing from God through me to all my brothers. It is the privilege of the forgiven to forgive. Thank you, Karen. And is there a new reader who is uh, like to continue 33 and 34? New reader, 33 and 34? Uh, this, this is Micah. I'm still here, so I can read. Um, 33. A miracle is a universal blessing from God through me to all my brothers. It is the privilege of the forgiven to forgive. 34. The disciples were specifically told to be physicians of the Lord and to heal others. They were also told to heal themselves and were promised that I would never leave them or forsake them. Atonement is the natural profession of the children of God because they have professed me. Heaven and earth shall pass away simply means that they will not continue to exist as separate states. My word, which is the resurrection and the light, shall not pass away because light is eternal. You are the work of God, and his work is wholly lovable and wholly loving. This is how a man must think of himself in his heart, because this is what he is. Thank you, Micah. And is there another reader who would like to read with uh, continue sorry with 34 and 35 another new reader okay um, back to you Lord Paragraph 34, the disciples were specifically told to be physicians of the Lord and to heal others. They were also told to heal themselves and were promised I would never leave them or forsake them. Atonement is the natural profession of the children of God because they have professed me. Heaven and earth shall pass away simply means that they will not continue to exist as separate states. My word, which is the resurrection and the light, shall not pass away because light is eternal. You are the work of God, and his work is wholly lovable and wholly loving. This is how a man must think of himself in his heart, because this is what he is. Miracle Principle 28. Miracles are a means of organizing different levels of consciousness.
Thank you, Lori. And Donna. Donna, <coughs> excuse me, Donna, would you read 35 and 36? Thank you. Miracle 28. Miracles are means of organizing different levels of consciousness. Paragraph 36. Miracles come from the below or subconscious level. Revelations comes from the above or superconscious level. The conscious level is the conscious level is in between and reacts to either sub or super conscious impulses and varying ratios ratios. Consciousness is the level which engages in the world and is capable of responding to both. Having no impulses from itself and being primarily a mechanism for the for inducing response, it can be very wrong. Thank you, Donna. And Robin Marie. 36. Miracles come from the below or subconscious level. Revelations come from the above or superconscious level. The conscious level is in between and reacts to either sub or superconscious impulses in varying ratios. Consciousness is the level which engages in the world as it, and is capable of responding to both. Having no impulses from itself and being primarily a mechanism for inducing response, it can be very wrong. 37. Revelation induces complete but temporary suspension of doubt and fear. It represents the original form of communication between God and his souls, involving an extremely personal sense of closeness to creation which man, uh, of closeness to creation, which man tries to find in physical relationships. Physical closeness cannot achieve this. The subconscious impulses properly induce miracles which are genuinely interpersonal and result in real closeness to others. This can be misunderstood by a personally willful consciousness as impulses toward physical gratification. Thank you, Robin Marie and Jessica. Thanks, Lemoyne. 37. Revelation induces complete but temporary suspension of doubt and fear. It represents the original form of communication between God and his soul, involving an extremely personal sense of closeness to creation, which man tries to find in physical relationships. Physical closeness cannot achieve this. The subconscious impulses 
properly induce miracles, which are genuinely interpersonal and result in real closeness to others. This can be misunderstood by a personally willful consciousness as impulses toward physical gratification. 38. Revelation unites souls directly with God. Miracles unite souls directly with each other. Neither emanates from consciousness, but both are experienced there. This is essential since consciousness is the state which produces action, though it does not inspire it. Man is free to believe what he chooses, and what he does attests to what he believes. The deeper levels of his subconscious always contain the impulse to miracles, but he is free to fill its more superficial levels, which are closer to consciousness, with the impulses of this world and to identify himself with them. This results in denying himself access to the miracle level underneath. In conscious actions, then, his relationships also become superficial, and the miracle-inspired relating becomes impossible. Thank you, Jessica. And Diana, would you read 38? Okay. 38. Revelation, um, Revelation unites souls directly with God. Miracles unite souls directly with each other. Neither emanates from consciousness but both are experienced there. This is essential because consciousness is a state which produces action, though it does not require, inspire it. Man is free to believe what he chooses, and what he does attest to what he believes. The deeper level of his subconscious always certain the impulse to miracles, but he is free to fill its more superficial levels, which are closer to consciousness, with the impulse of this world and to identify himself with them. The result in denying himself access to the miracle levels underneath. The conscious action then, his relationships also become superficial and miracle-inspired relating becomes impossible. Miracles are a way of carrying relief from fear. Okay, Ernie. Thank you. Yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt. That's actually that's actually uh, not bad addition there. The beginning okay. of twenty-nine, but we're sure. going to stop with thirty-eight uh, this morning. Is there, but uh, since I interrupted you, would you like to read, reread 39? Diana? Oh, yeah. No, I'm fine. You can give that to someone else. Thank you. 
Good morning. Thank okay. you. All right. Well, um, I'll repeat it here. Miracles are a way of earning release from fear. Okay. And is there anyone else who would like to conclude with the 38 and 39? Anyone at all? Previous reader? New reader? This is Sandra. I can do that. Okay. Please do. Uh, I don't. I only have 38. Do you have the 39 somewhere? Um, that's fine. All right. Revelation. 39, United- <coughs> 39 is just that. Simple sentence. Miracles are a way of earning relief here. Go ahead. Okay. Revelation unites souls directly with God. Miracles unites souls directly with each other. Neither emanates from consciousness, but both are experienced there. This is essential since consciousness is the state which produces action though it does not inspire man is free to believe what he chooses and what he does attests to what he believes the deeper level of his subconscious always contain the impulse to miracles but he is free to fill its more superficial levels which are closer to consciousness with the impulse of this world and to identify himself with them This results in denying himself access to the miracle level underneath. In conscious action, then, his relationships also become superficial and miracle-inspired relating becomes impossible. Thank you, Sandra. All right. Um, we have just a few minutes, and uh, yeah, I do feel guided uh, to attempt a quick summary. One thing that I do want to bring forth is not not here. It relates to uh, something that's in the miracle principle, where it says you are a miracle, um, and uh, I saw it in the ear text. I'm not a big student of the ear text, but I just saw it there. Why isn't that miracle? <laughs> it says children are miracles in their own right. Okay. Children are miracles in their own right. Uh, paragraph 24 where it says you are a miracle capable of creating in the likeness of your creator. Everything else is only your own nightmare and does not exist. Uh, Miracles are part of an interlocking chain of forgiveness, which when completed is the atonement. This process works all the time and in all the dimensions of time. The word sin should be changed to lack of love. 
No real threat is involved anywhere. Nothing is gained by frightening yourselves, and it is very destructive to do so. Miracles represent freedom from fear. Atoning really means undoing. The undoing of fear and it is an essential part of the atonement value of miracles. And the purpose of the atonement is to restore everything to you, or rather, to restore it to your awareness. You were given everything when you were created, just as everyone As we share Christ's inability to tolerate lack of love in ourselves and others, we must join the Great Crusade to correct it. The slogan for the Great Crusade is listen, learn, and do. Listen to the inner voice. <laughs> learn to undo this error that seems to create a lack of love and do something to correct. Okay. Miracle is a universal blessing from God through me to all my brothers. It is the privilege of the forgiven to forgive. Heaven and earth shall pass away simply means that they will not continue to exist as separate states. You are the work of God, and his work is wholly lovable and wholly loving. This is how a man must think of himself in his heart, because this is what he is. in with with our lesson for the day three nothing means anything by at least reading the the summary as expressed in lesson 51 Uh, Patricia here I could read is it review one on page 69. Yeah, it's, uh, I think so. Yeah, well, yeah. But not the review part, but at the next page where it's the three. Um, oh, I must not have that. I'll pass. Thank you. In lesson 51. Okay. um, I do have the the book in front of me, hon. And I'm looking at 
Tell me what page you'd like me to read. Um, well, in my book, it's, I'm sure it's on a different page. Uh, you found that page that says Review 1? Yes. Right. It's in the next lesson, 51, is the next lesson. And, then and what should you like me to read? Part 3. I do not understand. Okay. Lesson 51. The review for today covers the following. Okay. Lesson three. I do not understand anything I see. How could I understand what I see when I have judged it amiss? What I see is the perception, the projection of my own errors of thought. What I see is the projection of my own errors of thought. I do not understand what I see. I do not understand what I see because it is not understandable. There is no sense in trying to understand it, but there is every reason let it go. There is every reason to let it go and make room for what can be seen. To make room for what can be seen and understood and loved. I can exchange what I see now for this merely by being willing to do so. Is not this a better choice than the one I made before? I do not understand anything I see. Thank you.
Thank you, Patricia. I do not understand anything I see. How could I understand what I see when I have judged it a myth? Amen. Thank you. Well, thank you all. Floor's open. Yeah, go ahead, Don. Thank you. I do have to leave, unfortunately, in a minute. Something beautiful I saw from the lesson. Projection of my own errors of thought. And what came to me is, my consciousness extends the dream dialogue as my reality. And that probably came to me because of paragraph 36 in our reading where Jesus tells us the capacity of what the consciousness does, that it has no ability to think. So consciousness reacts to the body and its world of ignorance or it follows Christ, Holy Spirit, direction. And after I saw that, clearly the cross came to mind and also the crown. So the consciousness reacting to the body's world is the cross. And it's the wide road also. And follows And when the consciousness follows Christ and Holy Spirit direction, that's the crown and the narrow way. That's just straight and so much out for me today. I am complete. And uh, Patricia, that was a magnificent reading. Thank you. I am complete. That was a great share. Thank you, Donna. Yeah, thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, too, Patricia. Hi, this is Diana. What I got out of this lesson, or these lessons, were he is asking us to take direct action. In one particular case, um, on 31, um, page 5, it's talking about to listen, to learn, to do. These are action steps. Listen to my voice. Learn to undo error and do something to correct it. The first two are not enough. The real members of my party are active workers. He's calling us to to be that, to be those active participants in things that we want to change about ourselves or are aware that 
we might be in error thinking to turn it around and to choose another thought to put ourselves back in alignment with Christ. So what I saw this lesson as being an active, an action lesson. I'm complete. Thank you, Diana. Thank you, Diana. Mm. Thank you. I have a quick memory, this is Patricia, of the uh, very first year when the books landed in a kitchen that I was a member of a community, a spiritual community, with those doctors from uh, from Helen's community, you know, of uh, physicians of the mind and spirit, and oh boy, they found these books, and um, they were her first, I think, uh, you know, cut box of case of books coming to California, and the high minds that were reading Lesson 3 on that third day. I do not understand anything I see in this room and how I listened to them talk about the world and all the worldly things to get clear about. And I now am so grateful to share to you that I was not educated. I was the cook. But I was so in love with these books. And there's a miracle I want to share. There is the doing that has accumulated to this constant heaven I'm in now, 30-some years later, that the doing was on the street. The doing was in my window. The doing was in this kitchen. And so the cup and the plate and the table, I looked at them and I thought, God, I have no idea what this cup is for. And I don't know if I've told you or maybe I have, early last year when I entered this group, the beginning of this lesson, I, the community had donated because we were all living together forever, you know, back then, um, their things from their homes, and there was Uh, crystal glasses, you know, things for champagne and wine and all that on the top shelf. And this miracle got me to bring them down and to place them in front of the kids and to put the carrot juice in there that the doctor said would heal them. And to talk to them about the champagne of the carrot juice. And it was a miracle right there in front of me that was quite meaningless for the bigger idea of miracles. But you guys, just choose one thing in your room right now to make new meaning of forever. Because glasses now, I right now have a wine glass next to me, and it's got the morning tea in it. We can make magic with the little things. And God does the rest. The constants with us. Just look at what you can love totally. Your dog, your cat, your own fingernails maybe. To 
in again and adore something and nothing else. That uneducated me is now the thing I'm so proud of. If I could be proud of only knowing the one little thing. And I'll remember that forever, no matter what form life ever takes. I got to be the chef, just looking at a cup and remaking it. And it remade the world. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that was very inspiring. Thank you, Patricia. Oh, thank you, Patricia. Thank you, Patricia. Thanks, Patricia. Thank you, Patricia. Good morning, this is Sandra, and uh, for me, the the doing is in the application of these lessons to my everyday experiences. And I sometimes have a challenge applying it. Sometimes I just have to be in the feeling and just experience the feeling and just trust that the feeling is healing that part of me that needs the healing. I'm complete. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. I really appreciate that emphasis on trust. Yeah, thank you. Oh, you pulled Patricia out for a little one with my laughter on that one because right now, you know, I've got uh, some relatives that would say that, Patricia, you know, all that crystal that's broken because a lot of it's broken and there's only a few left now in my life. (laughs) And it's all the broken pieces I laugh about when the rest of the world thinks this is a foolish woman who is bringing crystal out for kids and people to break. (laughs) So, yeah, it's all there in the mix. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) Thank you, Patricia. It seems that you really settled into that subconscious mind that this reading is talking about that um, is the incredible exciting challenge for us to be able to live in touch with that subconscious mind that God created that knows everything and be able to flow with that what a gift what a gift 
Thank you. And only thank you, Robin Marie. Story like yes, the the two can a story, Robin Marie, and everyone only here can that story be like so powerful and ripple everywhere, but only here in this morning. Grad, I, I, you're making this in me so strong and alive because you give me a place to tell a story, a real one of the doing that includes all the breaking and nothing physical but just jumping out there and giving it a new meaning and let it happen. And it can hurt. We can share it here. And the miracle is us. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Patricia. This is Micah. Again, I, I have a similar feeling today as, as how Jesus' words kind of moved the awareness yesterday. You know, I do not understand anything I see or hear. You know, it's a, you know, that this sense of a separate self is so busy discerning and filtering and analyzing and, and it's not needed at all. And he just removes in a very gentle way that lens by saying, I do not understand anything I see. And then things get really quiet inside. And um, in, the, in the text, the part that stood out was, I'm going to get back to that. Let's see, where was that? Um, there, there were two passages, and they keep, bouncing off each other in my consciousness. And one is the um, heaven and earth shall pass away simply means they will not continue to exist as separate states. And I just love how as, as we awaken to the presence of God in form, and also awaken to God as the spacious self, the changeless dwelling place. Um, and, and these two are doing a, a wonderful, beautiful dance together. But at the other part that was bouncing off each other was the passage down in uh, 38 that says, Miracles unite minds directly with each other. And, and to me, that's heaven. Uh, heaven is w- where our minds are joined right now. And um, and it's not a separate state. So um, it, it's kind of, it, it's been rich to just feel the reality of being in space and time and having consciousness within uh, this corporal form, and it's a skeleton, a dream of a skeleton with blood flowing, um, 
vocal cords vibrating, eyelids blinking, and and it's God. And yet God is this this transcendent and um and this oneness that we share in that. Um anyway. Uh, appreciate appreciate being able to experience this with everyone. I'm complete. Thanks. Thanks, Thank Micah. you, Micah. It was beautiful. Thank oh, good. You. Thank you, Micah. Thank you, Micah. You know, as, as you were sharing, Micah, um, I was thinking of integration and disintegration. And my tendency is to lean towards integration and think that that's good. (laughs) And disintegration is not good. (laughs) And for me, saying that I don't, this lesson that I don't understand anything that I see um, puts me in a place where I have to, I can't judge and I have to sort of take this neutral stance. And it's so important for me to do that with integration and and disintegration because they're both necessary. And one is not better than the other. And when I experience a brother or sister who's in disintegration, do I get frustrated, impatient with them? Like, no, I don't want to hang out with people who are negative, quote. You know, it's all part of it. And we're here to to just be neutral and, and be of help to anyone who is, seems to be struggling. I'm complete. Thank you. Oh, that was sweet. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. You too, Micah. Thanks, Sandra. I like that perspective. It's Karen. Um, first of all, I just want to say it's nice to be here, and uh, I missed you all. My my daughter was, um, you know, she had a baby, and then there was a big separation, and so much chaos, and so much was going on. I finally decided that you know this hour between nine and ten was like she was calling me every day, and I just couldn't keep getting off the call and getting back on and getting off and getting on and it was just too disruptive. Things have settled down, but um, it's good to be here and I'm grateful to be here. 
I always had a really big um, problem with this very first section. You know, what is a miracle? It was always so puzzling to me until uh, the end of the text this year when it all came, and I guess also the end of the lessons when it, it just suddenly hit me that it's just a shift in perception. I know it's many things, but I'm just saying this one piece felt like it just broke into a, you know, it broke the blocks into a thousand pieces that a miracle is a shift in perception. And it says in this one paragraph, um, you are told to heal yourselves. And you are the work of God, and his work is wholly lovable and wholly loving. And this is how a man must think of himself in his heart, because this is what he is. So in the middle of the night, I was awake because I was having such incredible pain in my liver and I was having so much pain in my solar plexus. And, you know, there's the part of my mind, which is the ego part, which is praying for God to come and help me and all that. And, you know, Holy Spirit, please help me. What do I do? Do I go into it? Do I do this? And all of that is ego. But the shift in perception was, I am, uh, I am holiness and I am love. I am not the body. I am not flesh. I am spirit. And the holiness and the love can hold this body experience, which is a learning device, a learning uh, instrument. So I don't have to figure anything out. I give it to the Holy Spirit, just like I give. I place the future in the hands of God. I place this body in the hands of God. And I rose into a different level of perception. It was an absolute experience of miracle from my from what I'm, you know, from where I am right now. I know it's, we're always evolving and we're always deepening in our understanding of this course and in the teachings. Um, but in that moment, it felt like this is a miracle because in that moment, I was wholly lovable and wholly loving to myself and healing myself. And I know the most important part comes, or not most important, but the next most important part comes when I apply this to my brother. I don't understand anything I see. I cannot look at my, um, I have a daughter who's been struggling a long time with mental illness and addiction. And... You know, when I look and I see that, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> I have to only look and see the perfect holiness of her spirit. And I have to train my mind. That's what that's what the Course says in the introduction. You know, we have to train our minds. We have to train our minds to see um, not the way the world sees, but to see with our spiritual eye, to see with the Holy Spirit's vision. Um, to see her perfection and holiness as her spiritual self and and not hold on to all the things we don't understand, but our egos want to judge. My ego wants to judge. My ego keeps holding on, just like it holds on to looking at an object in my room that has all of these associations of the past and all this meaning that I've bestowed upon it, you know, be it from the conditioned mind and the learning that this is an object that I use for this or that, or it's, you know, I, I did this painting and 
this particular time in my life and, you know, all the other associations that are just infinite. It's the same with people. It's the same with people I do not understand. I don't need to judge. I just need to rise into the holiness and the love and let the rest take care of itself. Um, I just so, so loved the one lesson at the end of the course uh, last week and the week before, whatever, and it said, this holy instant I give unto you, be you in charge. (laughs) Just be you in charge. I just keep saying that all day long, you know, just be you in charge. I give up. I don't want to be in charge, you know, and I know that everything that my ego thinks is, is pretty bad. It's pretty messed up. It's distorted. Anyway, thank you for letting me go on and on. I'm complete. Well, I loved everybody. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Karen. I'm so glad I'm, you're back. I'm glad you're back. I missed you. Thank yeah, you for I did. Thank you. Thank you. I missed you, too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you all. That was really great, Karen. So great to hear your voice. Yes, Karen. Thank you. Thank you for being here. This is Jessica. Um, I I just really appreciate the description in this section of the principles of the difference between the um, higher consciousness, which is revelation. (laughs) I'm probably going to screw it up. And the lower one, which is where miracles come from. And then the consciousness in the middle which doesn't induce any of that. It just is the, the area of action, if I understand that. And, um, and the whole thing about physical closeness, which humans in general are, are 
are very much motivated to either seek or run away from. And, um, you know, in an effort for union um, or a fear of God. Uh, And so there's a lot wrapped up in these paragraphs. uh, And um, for me, it's just really valuable to think about how physical closeness cannot achieve what the miracle achieves. Um, Subconscious impulses properly induce miracles which are genuinely interpersonal and result in real closeness to others. Um, And and that's, that's really the, you know, a tremendous gift of this, of this work, of this program, this study, this teaching, this book, um, our teacher, Jesus, helping us to understand that I don't have to touch anybody. I'm a very affectionate, physically affectionate person. I'm, be- I'm less so now than I used to be because I think because I know that the physical closeness isn't really going to give me what is the most delicious, which is this, the miracle uh, closeness. And so I don't have to touch anybody. I can, I can achieve a closeness, a, a beautiful, um, valueless, I mean, not valueless, but um, uh, unencumbered by our, you know, illusory values, I guess is what I mean. You know, n- not connected with uh, any what I want from you, what you can give me. It's just a pure closeness of that the miracle can give me when I am when I wake up in the morning and I say, you know, I'm ready to to be to be led to whatever miracles I'm asked to do, and um, or when I go anywhere and and I'm open to that. Um, so. So I just really love that. I used to be, I used to be have this powerful, uh, uh, like I would say. I think I've shared this before a while ago in this uh, group that I would sit in meetings at jobs that I've had, and I would have this impulse, this desire to hug the person next to me, <laughs> and I would have to obviously not do it because it would be so inappropriate or weird. And now I, I don't have that anymore because I don't need to hug anybody. I mean, I still like to hug people for sure. Um, but I don't need to because I know that the closeness is the delicious, wonderful, free of expectation closeness is achieved without that. Um, I'm complete. Thank you. Unity. Oh, so lovely. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Jessica. That was so helpful and meaningful. I just um, wanted to add a little comment because I also love that paragraph about the subconscious. So our natural state is that deep subconscious oneness. And 
um, our ego is subconscious, superficial level of falsehood. And in our open oneness with God and that extension, that pure extension from the divine through us out into the world, we're, you know, the intention is to operate from that deep subconscious oneness without all that interference. I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Uh, this is Steve. I had a phone call, so I got off the call. But I remember before I got off the call, it was talking about closeness on a physical level. And what comes to mind that is delightful is this wholeheartedness, this this elevated self of form idea. And I, I know from other readings that not since Thales, T-H-E-L-E-S, I think he was an ancient Greek guy, back then or since Newton or, or science, what happened was they divided, not in ancient times, but they, what they did is they divided things into the body, which is the realm of science, and the spirit, which is in the realm of religion. So if you had a physical problem, you would go to a physician, and if you had a spiritual problem, you would go to a priest or a, or a psychologist. So the two... The split between the physical and the spiritual never should the two meet. And I, I hear it in some circles among the Course in Miracles as the body being this and not real and the, the mind being the mind of God. That's what lasts and it's real. But what I'm empowered by is this idea that life is neither one nor the other, but the expression of spirit through matter empowers me and I go thumbs up to that and that is what is called the elevated state of form to be here feeling the mind and allowing it to be expressed through my body to help others to communicate and also just to witness this wonderful phenomenon called human life since I was born. So I'm complete. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. That was very elevating.
Oh, good morning, everyone. This is Lori. And um, I'm sure I've enjoyed everything I've heard here this morning. Uh, Karen, I had experience a lot like yours last evening. And I thought of um, I thought of miracles as rearranged perception by placing the levels in po- proper perspective, and this heals at all levels. Um, I've got this back problem that's structural, and and there isn't a lot can be done about it. Although I do have a very sweet physician who's trying to help me with it, and. Um, and I just find myself with this situation having to watch my mind constantly because um, the body just seems to demand so much of my attention. But that's what I like about Miracles Rearranged Perception. It seems to demand so much of my attention, but I am totally free, totally free to direct my awareness as I choose. Uh, miracles correct perception in exactly the way you described and uh, had a similar experience last night sitting in the chair where I chose to direct my attention to truth my mind serves spirit and I can choose uh, that and when I do when I do I find that um, I can't pay attention to two opposing things at the same time. I'm either going to direct my thoughts to holiness and the nature of truth. Remember that lesson, truth will correct all errors in my mind. I can direct my attention to truth and holiness and let that capture me. I let that capture me in the same way that he talks about in paragraph 26 when I'm willing to hide nothing you know this body demanding attention um, is only a seems to be it's only a seems to be and it demands attention to the extent that I pay attention to it when I'm willing to hide nothing that is to say uh, watch my mind just watch my mind what am I paying attention to then I discover I've got freedom to decide and I can avail myself of all the help all the help I need from holiness limitless help limitless help is available to me and we're constructed in a way that that mind cannot uh, serve ego and holiness at the same time it's just impossible so these these subconscious layers that I fill with worldly ideas and thoughts of pain and thoughts of suffering and and thoughts of interminable pain without relief and and all of that subconscious material that constitutes fear um, it disappears it just disappears because we can't pay attention to truth and holiness and something opposite to that at the same time this is the value of of mind watching uh, to me 
the real value of mind watching. So tomorrow, um, I'll just try and talk about how I'm I'm framing this. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to undergo a procedure where he's going to direct four needles into nerves. And as a nurse, I'm thinking that's really going to hurt. <laughs> but as as my true self, I'm thinking, wait now, wait now, wait now. I can project all the fear in the world onto that experience, and that will be my experience if that's what I do. Or, <laughs> um, after I've tumbled it around in my mind for the last week, or I can realize that um, this, this seeming man, this seeming other, is doing what he is doing, not because he wants to hurt people, but because he wants to help people. He wants to bless me. And when I greet him tomorrow, Jessica, I so appreciate your share because I envisioned, um, you know how when you have a procedure, they always come in ahead of time and, and greet you and see if you understand. I'm thinking when he walks into that room tomorrow to greet me before this procedure, I'm going to use my eyes to convey blessing and love to him because this experience like every experience that I choose to place in the light of truth will be another opportunity to bless and be blessed. Whether or not it achieves the outcome um, that that physical healing is, is after is irrelevant. What's relevant is I'm entitled to miracles. And when I use my mind correctly, I'm going to experience this as an opportunity for healing my mind. Because only the mind can be sick. You know, only the mind can suffer. I, I can choose whether I want to direct all my attention at this physical suffering or if I want to direct it at truth. And when I direct it at truth, miracles are always the outcome. He will be my healer and I will be healed as a consequence of letting him bless me. Whether that manifests physical or not doesn't matter. I have no reason to fear this situation because this man wants to love me and I want to let him love me. And my response, you know, miracles are, miracles are responses, you know. Uh, they're natural responses to truth. And when I set this situation up in my mind for truth, a miracle will be the consequence, and I have faith in that. I go to bless and be blessed, and by allowing him to bless me, I am giving him a blessing. You see, a miracle is, is something that's given and received at the same time. And when I use my body-mind to convey to him that I love him because he's going to bless me and I love him because that's his purpose. I love him because that's my purpose. Where's the body now? You know, the body is healed as a result of my thoughts. And by that, it just means that it no longer captures my awareness. It, it is what it is. You know, it just is. 
Um, but it need not capture and hold my awareness any more than I want it to. That's why miracles heal the levels and put the spirit in the center rather than my body um, or my mind's errors of fear. Um, when I think of this correctly, I know that a miracle will be the consequence because I'm availing myself of Christ's mind and I will have a natural response. I have no need to construct that response in advance. Miracles are not consciously selected. I will have a response that's natural because the situation is framed correctly. Um, I'm going to bless and be blessed. It's just that simple. Um, in spite of all the things my, you know, I did that last night to myself. Okay, uh, how many lessons can I think of to apply to this situation? Quick, let me, and I found myself in just a frantic state, um, thinking I'm a doer, but I'm not a doer. When I do something to correct it, listen, learn, and do, I do something to correct it, I'm doing something with my thoughts. I'm saying, I don't understand. Let me have the truth of this. This this situation is not set up for me to learn to fear or to suffer. This situation is set up to bless me, like every other situation where I choose to relate from truth. Um, I don't need to worry about how that happens. I only need to set up my thoughts correctly Miracles are thoughts, he says. Um, so anyway, after I did all that, I told, Kathy's so worried about me. I said, Kathy, you know, I finally realized I'm just going there to be blessed and let him bless me. And I have faith that um, however the universe sets this up is going to be for my good. And I'm willing. I'm willing to let truth be true. Uh, and I have no need to fear if I have faith in blessing. So anyway, that's how I'm thinking about all this today. Won't be here tomorrow, but I appreciate your loving thoughts. I'm complete. You got them, Lori. You got them. Thank you, know, you Lori. I see you well. You healed and whole, Lori. And I thank God right now and the surgeon for his best work yet. Thank you. I am so thank you. I am thank you, Lori. It's always wonderful to hear um, how people apply this course to these type of situations. It's a very challenging um, situation and a very it's an opportunity for a lot of blessing and a lot of forgiveness and sending you all my love. Thanks. Thanks, Jessica. Am I on mute? Sandra, and I'm so, I so appreciate you sharing your process with us. It was wonderful. Thank you. Uh, no, Steve, go Thank ahead. Thank you. Oh, I've been on the receiving end of wonderful medical care, patch, screws, procedures, operations since my accident. And I've also heard from men 
and women who have said that this their cancer diagnosis was the greatest thing to ever happen to them, and they, they lived it. And at the same time, I've seen, I've, I've seen thousands of x-rays over the years. I've reviewed them in my office. I'm, hundreds of them. I'm so surprised at what the physical findings do not correspond to the actual functional uh, behavior of the patients. I'm looking at this x-ray. I go, how can you even be walking? And I'm in this group of chiropractors who embrace and oftentimes say that love is my main technique. And so uh, I just wanted to share that. Love is the mother of all healing, someone once said, and it is my main technique, our main technique. And uh, thank God for medicine and thank God for the ability of the body to even do things that are not demonstrable by the uh, tools of assessment that we have. I am complete. Everything everywhere is already all right. Everything everywhere is already all right. Lessons. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, it seems to me, this is Sandra, that the mind of God trumps any kind of body experience. I'm complete. Yeah, it really does. Thanks, Sandra. And for those of us, this is Sandra again, who know that the mind of God trumps any kind of emotion or physical experience, and yet there's times when the integration, no matter how much I make effort or try or do anything or you know, re- repeat over and over again, do affirmations, sometimes it just doesn't want to go in there. (laughs) It's that ego, you know, just holding on. And that has to be okay with me. And, you know, it's, it's, I'm not taking it out on anybody around me. I'm just suffering quietly. And, and that's okay. I know Paul has been a great person to say, you know, all the warts and everything else, it's got to be loved. All of it has to be loved, even the resistance. And I know that for me, it's just a matter of allowing and accepting exactly where I'm at in the moment. 
and allowing and accepting exactly where you're at in the moment. And some people on this meeting are having a very high, wonderful, loving, beautiful experience, which I have had in the past as well. And some people aren't having that experience. And they're all included and all welcomed here. Uncomplete. Absolutely right. Yeah, thank you, Chandra. That's the uh, first instruction in the rules for decision. Do not fight yourself. <laughs> hmm Well, this has been a wonderful call, and thank you all for all of your shares, and, uh, um, there's, there's one thing here that I've been hung up on for a while, this thing of uh, the slogan, listen, learn, and undo, or listen, learn, and do. And, you know, for me, it, it does make more sense to, to because it's in the previous paragraph, atoning means undoing. So, I like. I I see it now in the word "listen" to Christ's voice or the Holy Spirit, the mind that was in Christ. Listen to that voice. Learn to undo error and do something to correct it. And <clears throat> if the error is lack of love then the doing is simply that opposite expression of love. And it's like that has to be, for me, has to be at the center or it just turns into, you know, well, fighting myself, you know, (laughs) trying to figure out what's right, what's wrong, how to push the right or something, Um, fight the wrong. And that's more of the fractiousness of the ego. Uh, or just the loss of the awareness of unity, which is which is a loss of that uh, connection with the miracle that I am, that we all are. The miracle... Is a universal blessing from God through one to all. And that then the expression as long as it's centered in that the expression <laughs> in physicality, not at all but important. And what's important is the really to remember God and, and safety that we actually it can be shared.
Um, so, Laurie, I, I want to ask if you have closing call for the recorded portion. I do. I do, LeMoyne. And this is where I center myself when when I don't feel peace. It's from chapter 14, Bringing Illusions to Truth. Atonement teaches you how to escape from forever from everything you have ever taught yourselves in the past by showing you only what you are now. Learning has been accomplished before its effects are manifest. Learning, therefore, is in the past, but its influence determines the present by giving it whatever meaning it holds for you. Your learning gives the present no meaning at all. Nothing you ever learn can help you to understand the present or teach you how to undo the past. Your past is what you taught yourselves. Let it all go. Do not attempt to understand any event or anything or anyone in its light. To the light of darkness by which you try to see can only obscure. Put no confidence at all in darkness to illuminate your understanding. Learn of the Holy Spirit's happiness, which is yours. But to accomplish this, all your dark lessons must be brought willingly to truth and joyously laid down by hands open to receive, not close to take. Every dark lesson that you bring to him who teaches light he will accept from you because you do not want it. And he will gladly exchange each one for the bright lesson he has learned for you. Never believe that any lesson you have learned apart from him means anything. How about that? Every dark lesson I bring will replace with a miracle in my mind. I'm complete. Amen. Beautiful. Thanks, everybody. Great call. Thank oh, you it's just you. opening more and more, isn't it? Thank you so much, everyone.